Welcome to Recently Logged, where we've officially run out of ideas. Veggie tales, <laughs> veggie tales. <laughs> Broccoli, no celery, <laughs> gotta be Veggie Tales. <laughs> Took a full on like thirty second break between recordings. There's never ever 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 been a show like Veggie Tales. You haven't even watched. Well, I guess you have seen Veggie Tales. Actually, we both have. What Micah. do you mean, Ruby? That's all I watched growing up. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I'm saying like this week, or rather this past two weeks. Yeah, the reason I did it is because we're starting off on Veggie Tales. Yes, I realized it now, Micah. I, it's all so clear to me now. <laughs> I was a fool. You were a fool. Um, so yeah, uh, hello, I'm, I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we're recently logged. Yeah. We, we talk about the movies. We, we talk about the movies. <laughs> Old and new. We mainly just, it's, it's a letterboxed <laughs> podcast. Is it, is it Micah? We can't, we, we can't officially f- affiliate with them. We well, yeah, we're not, not officially affiliated <laughs> with them, but we, our main use is letterboxed. <laughs> we, we use our letterboxed. We mainly talk about movies that we logged on our letterbox. Our our name came from letterbox. That is true. <laughs> but re- regardless, this week on the podcast, um, it's kind of a continuation, if you will, of the Thanksgiving special that we did last week with Yossi on The Princess Bride. Um, we had Yossi on the podcast. It was lots of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he got before that. I too. was about to say, we, uh, we've to had back. a lot of guests on here <laughs> lately. Um, but he, he talked about what he watched last week, and for time's sake, it was already, it was like the longest episode we've ever done. For time's sake, we didn't talk about what we watched that week. So this week, we're going to cover what we watched that week and this week, if that makes sense. <laughs> Two weeks worth of movies, we're going to go over Everything them. from the 8th past till now. Yeah, I was about to say, the 8th to the 22nd is what we're covering, so, uh, strap in, I guess. Uh, cause, cause here we go. Here, here we go. So, Robbie, what, what did you watch on the 9th? On the, on the 9th? The 9th of November, Micah? The 9th of November, <laughs> I 2021. Watched, I watched a lot of things, actually. Um, I, first I watched Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet um, Home One of my friends, Alabama. many, many years ago, mentioned that it was her favorite movie and I now We've never recover. <laughs> I, I now don't know how I feel about that because <laughs> I, I I really don't understand how one could love Sweet Home Alabama that much. It's kind of cringe in a lot of ways. It yeah no not good not good movie bad movie. Uh, moving on. I watched Bratz right after that. Bratz, the yes. 2007 I got, live action I got the Bratz end of movie. This. And you know it was a lot of fun. I I didn't know what to expect. It really. The cinematographer was giving it their all, the director was giving it their all, the cast was giving it their all, the script, uh, <laughs> it was alright, it was pretty good. Yeah, so, so what, I'll say, <laughs> what I'll say from what I saw of it is that the filmmaking was having a lot of fun. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a fun movie. <laughs> um, I, could, I can't talk about the quality of the writing, but the filmmaking was having fun. The credits, the credits, both in the opening and in the closing, are all in Comic Sans, and that really, that really speaks to the, <laughs> to the quality of the movie. <laughs> I think I gave it a seven out of ten. By the way, then we watched Veggie Tales, Minnesota Cuke, and the Search for Samson's Hairbrush. Well, the screenshot, or not the screenshot, <laughs> the the uh, the picture at the top. Uh, if you go on Letterboxd, it goes hard. Feel free to screech. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, VeggieTales, We grew baby. up with this, man. We grew up watching VeggieTales. We did. Literally. And, and I was like, well, what can we watch? Something that's short. And somehow we ended up on this. I, d- I don't even know how it happened, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, I always I always really liked this growing up. Like, yeah. Minnesota Cuke was where it was at. Uh, but not any of the sequel. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the first one, it's actually pretty fun. I it, it really struggles a lot, like most Veggie yeah, Tales stuff. Up with the bullying one, right? it, it struck. Yeah, it struggles a lot with its pacing, like every single piece of Veggie Tales media. Because for some reason, kids media doesn't have good pacing, like ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's fine. Uh, it has like the opening bully short at the beginning and then 
the Pizza Angel song, and Pizza then the actual Angel? Minnesota. Okay, but Pizza Angel is a Pizza amazing. Angel. Pizza Angel outshines every single every single other scene in this entire. A thing. blessing from above. It Pizza really Angel is. is. I, I give Pizza Angel a nine out of ten. I give Minnesota Cuke and the Search for Samson's Hairbrush a six out of ten. Rotan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. I didn't rate it because I don't rate non-feature things. I said it's pro-Canadian propaganda in my review. <laughs> it is pro-Canadian propaganda. <laughs> uh, then on tent, I watched Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso, which yeah. I ended up watching three times in the <laughs> over, span. So. Over the past two weeks. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it here. I'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I gave it four and a half stars. There you go. Uh, then we watched Knives Out, a November movie. Knives Out. <laughs> That's the official title. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, it came out like around Thanksgiving, which we watched it uh, when we were with family during Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a November looking movie. And it's also my most viewed movie on Letterboxd. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast back we when have. it came out. It was good stuff. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's pretty goofy, but I love it. Ryan Johnson's a great director. It's like the perfect crowd-pleaser movie, which also happens to have a great screenplay. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's no, it's, insane it's insane. It's I gave good. it five stars. It is a very good movie. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, then we watched Watership Down for the first Watership time. Watership Down. Um, which I didn't really know what to expect <laughs> with Watership Down. Neither um, did I. I knew it was about fighting rabbits. <laughs> and the only thing I had ever seen, really, like, from anything Watership Down related, was from the Netflix Watership Down. Oof. Not that I've seen the Netflix Watership Down, but I saw, Oof. like, a trailer for it. Um, that thing looks like garbage compared to this. <laughs> but this is this was crazy, man. This was so good. Wild. Um, I didn't expect it to be as, like, atmospheric and almost, like, mythological as it is. I love it. Like, I love that side of it. It feels like, um, it feels like one of the, it feels like, uh, like, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Or something like that. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Just kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. A grand that. tale. Yeah, it has a grandness to it. A certain amount of grandeur. And the animation delicious I, uh, yeah and, I and we mentioned this while we were watching it but it's so nice to watch a movie made before <laughs> every animated movie ever was marketed for kids and needed to have stuffed animal like characters because the characters in this are so creepy and cute in their them. own way yeah it's really awesome <laughs> i said i said it was a lot more like mystical than i expected yeah to be. exactly a lot like of mystical fun. like the opening of this was so crazy i didn't expect the opening to be like it at all imagine if ghibli made this movie Mike. <laughs> i don't think it would be that different no exactly that's what i'm saying like but it's like, that good also, very creepy. A lot more yeah. blood than I expected. There's so much blood. Why is there so much blood? But uh, very, very good. I thought I it was a kid's movie, Mike. I think there was a little bit of like pacing that didn't fully come together yeah. for me. Yeah. So I gave it four and a half, not five. Yeah, I gave it a nine out of ten. Um, but otherwise, like I really loved it. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I loved it a lot. Then we watched Gitta Gitta Gattaca. 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 <laughs> yes, Gattaca, the 1997 sci-fi film. Which was a rewatch for me and a first watch for Robbie because it was because we constantly do this where we're like, what's something Robbie hasn't seen that I've seen? And then 90% of them are trash, but <laughs> this one wasn't. So I was like, oh, you got to watch this one. Well, it definitely isn't trash, but it's definitely not that good. <laughs> I can't believe you found it so boring. It's, I, I mean, it's got a cool, it's got a cool thing going, Micah. It's look got at, a, look at, look at my friends. It's got a fun, it's got a fun vibe. It's got a cool idea, but I just, it's not for me. Not, not my movie. <laughs> okay. But the cast, I really like, and I don't really like any particular actor in the cast, but I really liked the cast use in the I mean, Jude Law's pretty good in it. Yeah, like, I really liked Jude Law in it. I um, liked Ethan Hawke's performance. Yo, Maya Rudolph is in this? How did I miss her? <laughs> what, where is she? She says she's a nurse. Dang. Whacked out, bro. <laughs> I bet she's there for, like, two seconds. This made when, me, you, uh, you know what? This made me want to watch that Michael Bay movie that we watched. No, not that Michael Bay movie. That I movie like was that trash. Michael Bay movie. Ravi, no. <laughs> I liked that movie. That Mike. movie was trash. I, I, I put these on about the same level, the Michael Bay movie that's and Gattaca. That's never speak to but me. But I like both of them. I gave it's, it four stars. I gave it a seven out of ten. It's good. 
Um, but not my not my cup of tea necessarily. Then uh, I finished Paranoia Agent. Paranoia. Uh, Satoshi Khan's show, but I'll talk about it a little bit later. Let's talk about that a little <laughs> I will, I gave it five stars. Wow. <laughs> uh, when did I did I miss something? Am I missing something? No, I just forgot to log this at first. So oh, okay. Let's put after the shorts. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, then we watched the Muppet movie. Oh, wait, no, I take that back, because me and Mom watched those without you. Oh, well, then talk about it, Micah. Um, <laughs> the Muppet movie is now on hold. We watched um, Ciao, Alberto. Ciao Alberto and Olaf Presents. <laughs> One of these was good. One of them was The Death of Cinema. <laughs> you can figure it out. <laughs> wow. I don't know which one you're talking about, Micah. I didn't. I didn't rate either of them, though. <laughs> Uh, then we watched the Muppet. Then movie. we watched the Muppet movie, uh, which we had never seen the Muppet movie before. Yeah, which is crazy. I had seen some of it, but like the nineteen seventy nine one. This obviously. was insane. I love seventies movies. I love seventies movies with like everything in me, <laughs> and like this was like, this was like taking the Muppets, which I love, in their pure Jim Henson form. And combining them with seventies movies, which I love, <laughs> so I really loved this movie. I like I like the Gonzo puppet in this movie. Right, looks looks different than the modern one. I, I think they made the, his eyes too big in the new one. And and I love what they did with this movie because they did that thing um, that I that I actually made a joke about on Twitter not that long ago, um, where things just kind of happen. Yep, and I love movies where things just happen. <laughs> No, this, it's a great little movie. A fun little flick. Great soundtrack, too. I gave it five stars. Rainbow Connection is one of the best, like, written for a movie songs ever, I think. Right. Great stuff. But there's so many good songs in this. Yeah, no. Moving right along, I've had stuck in my head all day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, fantastic. We're probably going to do an episode on it sometime. Um, but yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Good stuff. Then we watched Jungle Cruise. Jungle 2021 Cruise. with Woo-hoo. Dwayne The Rock freaking Johnson. It's the first time watching, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emily smoking a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> you get on to me for the drug references, Mike. But yes, uh, Jungle Cruise, first time watch. Uh, Disney Plus movie, I think. No, it wasn't a Disney Plus Disney original. movie. I think um, <laughs> there was it was a movie. It's a movie. It's the movie. So I'm particularly partial to action adventure movies. I have a certain I'm love. I'm particularly for them. partial. No, I, I really, I really do have a certain love for their aesthetic and their feel, and like I love. Uh, that's why Uncharted is my favorite video game series. I love the Indiana Jones movie. I, I just love action adventure kind of settings in movies. They can be fun. But a lot sure. of times I really don't like the movies themselves, like with stuff like The Missing Link. Um, hey, The Missing Link's not that bad. It's like, pretty bad. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> and this one I was kind of up in the air with because it had a lot of stuff in it that I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of good. Kind of good. But the filmmaking is really bad. <laughs> and the filmmaking is like, what if we made it really bad? <laughs> like, they have, like, multiple fun set pieces that are filmed in the worst way possible. <laughs> Bro, and I, one, 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 my biggest complaint, I think, is that the goal of the script, like, changes halfway through, and it just completely disconnects from the first part of the movie. No, yeah, it's not, <laughs> not, not even that, like, every bit of this movie is disconnected. Yeah. Like, like as it weaves together, you have, like, the weird uh, Spanish thing, <laughs> and you got the the germans for some reason <laughs> and like you got all of these things going on and yet so the weird. focus is never really on their big quest <laughs> and like the dwayne johnson reveal was so weird it's so weird why was it there who decided that so like it has a lot of fun <laughs> stuff in it in my opinion but it's not very good i gave it two and a half i also gave it a five out of ten it's uh it's fine it's a fine movie that is fine and yeah, people fine. i'm glad people enjoy it but it's, i it was not my cup of tea yeah it's pretty fine it's a fine movie and i didn't log ciao alberto a second time just because i guess i forgot yeah i guess you just forgot micah uh, um yeah. the animation is really good in ciao alberto though Wow, who'd have um, thought that the models that they made for Luca would still well, look no, good? no, <laughs> I was mainly saying, like, the lighting and cinematography oh, okay. <laughs> in it I particularly like. There's a shot where they're out, like, where uh, Alberto's out on the boat, and it looks like exactly like a shot from Midnight Mass. Wow. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Alberto, uh, it, it was fine. It's a fine short film. I don't really like short films structured like this, but I don't like most short films. It's, so. it's fine. I don't really have anything to say about it. I oh, think it oh, comes we... off kind of stilted in yeah. a lot of ways. And it's, I, I wish it was just kind of a slice of life more than like trying to shove a lesson in there. Exactly. And that's the problem with a lot of shorts that are like this. But uh, for, for a resident uh, Luca... <laughs> lover opinion resident luca enthusiast yeah uh hayley uh my girlfriend um when she watched this because i was very excited to show it for her because like her favorite movie like in a long time has been luca uh when she watched this she was like really happy and really happy and then really sad and then really happy and then it ended and she was like what that's it like that was her reaction her reaction was like no that can't be it because it really does just do that short film thing of like Here's our tiny little emotional beat. And that's it. And that's it, the end. <laughs> um, but then after that, we watched Wildlife. With the her. 14th, baby. How have uh, we not done an episode on Wildlife yet? I, I don't know, man. That's, that's I mean, honestly I'd, a I'd only surprising. seen it once, but uh, I bought the criterion for it. And Haley, who is also a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan, had not <laughs> seen this movie. Dang. And she also really likes Paul Dano, too, so... I mean, who doesn't, honestly? <laughs> but I really love Wildlife. <laughs> it's a great film. Um, again, it's not the most sit-down-with-your-friends-and-family-watch <laughs> movie, but I really love Wildlife. Bro, when you were like, we're going to turn on Wildlife, I'm like, this is not the movie I well, turn I on to unwind. I after. didn't expect like, everybody to gather around the television set and turn on Wildlife. I was just going to show it to her since she hadn't seen it. Good film, though. Um, uh, I wish Paul Dano would direct some more stuff. Yeah, direct this something is quite again. good. Um, I love the writing in it. Um, it's a really hard film to get through, but in like a, the best way possible. <laughs> um, the cinematography and lighting is a big, like, like the color use and cinematography and lighting I love in this movie. Like, I don't know why, but like the visuals it's are good. a big thing for me. In yeah, this. it's good. And Carrie Mulligan, Micah. Carrie Mulligan. Good in this. And all the actors are. <laughs> Also, we have Jake Gyllenhaal going like, boy, 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 and you can't top that. Jake Gyllenhaal, baby. He's giving it his all, as always. His Jake Gyllenhaal. His Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yes, he's giving it his Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, but yeah, I have no real problems with this movie. I give, I give it five stars. Um, I think I have some script-y kind of problems with it, but I, not not that I'm going to get into right now. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, and for Haley's opinion while we were watching it, it was mainly like, oh my gosh, these people are terrible over and over and over again until the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the vibe. Uh, then we watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, November movie number two. Yeah, baby. 1993, Henry Selleck. My Henry boy. Henry My man. Henry... Selleck. <laughs> Henry Selleck. He directed what I called my favorite Halloween movie. There you go. On my YouTube channel. Coraline, baby. Coraline. <laughs> and he comes out here with this Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, it's Henry Selleck's The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Just because you wrote a poem, Burtman, does not mean it's yours. <laughs> I like, I love, I love how overdramatic every single citizen of Halloween Town is. Dude, I love how overdramatic everything in the movie is. It's not just the citizens, it's the animation and the music and the characters. They're like, bro, it's not that deep. Calm down. <laughs> Where's Jack? Where's Jack? <laughs> Jack goes missing for literally one day. Everybody's like, Halloween is over. Bro, I, I love this movie. It's uh, one I of my favorites. I love this movie a lot, too. I think my biggest shout-out to this movie, just 100%, uh, is Danny Elfman. The Danny music Elfman. is literally the greatest thing about this. Like, I love the animation, and I really like the cast and the story. But the music is just phenomenal. I think I actually would consider this my favorite Halloween movie if I were to pick one. See, I don't consider it fully. This is Halloween like one of my all-time favorite movies just ever. And uh Danny Elfman's music is amazing for. We I mean, we did all episodes. I can about I it. consider it a November movie. All the way back in season 1. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> But no, Danny Elfman does the singing for Jack too, and I like that review that was like, why the heck did they cast somebody to do the lines when Danny Elfman could have just done it all? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I give it four stars. I still have some screenplay issues with it. I, I but, gave uh, it a nine out of ten. I think the vibes are strong enough, Micah, to lift it to lift it up. <laughs> so then um, I watched uh, 
The Treasure of the Golden Suns, DuckTales. DuckTales, woo! Um, which is like the first five episodes of season one of DuckTales. The uh, OG DuckTales, baby. But I locked two things because I can't <laughs> tell which is which. There's two things called The Treasure of the Golden Suns, <laughs> and they both appear to be it. Well, there you go. So um, I logged them both. Uh, <laughs> would you rate one? Would you rate the other? <laughs> but I, ra- I rated it three and a half. Um, it was pretty fun. Uh, I think the the actual energy of the new duct. I mean, the old Ducktales is really good. Uh, it, it did have a touch of the racism, uh, which a is touch kind of, of the racism, which is kind of what I expected. Uh, but outside of classic that, Ducktales, am I right? <laughs> outside of that being <laughs> early Disney, and that's just what they did. Um, it was pretty fun, and like I didn't think I would like all of like the older versions of Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Scrooge and all that. But I like how much of a continuous thing it was versus like the new Ducktales, where it's kind of like each episode is its own little very adventure. episodic. Yeah. Yes, uh, I caught the end of it. it. Seemed fun enough, I guess. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Three and a half. Um, then I forced her, Abby, <laughs> to watch one afternoon while we were doing stuff, which I think this is the baby. perfect, which I think this is the perfect movie to watch while you do stuff. I almost fell asleep and I was doing other stuff. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger's Tides, on Stranger, Stranger Tides, Tides, which granted is significantly worse, <laughs> significantly worse than anything of the absolute perfect trilogy known as the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. The Gore Verbinski trilogy, solid rock solid this is the opposite of this solid. is like <laughs> this is like the writers of the movie wrote a fan fiction about jack sparrow exactly it's the same writers but i have no idea how <laughs> um but it's still so much fun in my opinion i love pirate movies and like i don't know a lot of people i know have given this positive ratings and like it's it's not good i'm it's, not one of those people you know but <laughs> it's not good but it's fun <laughs> I think it's not good and it's boring. <laughs> but it's not boring. There's some fun elements. Uh, I like some of the ideas they introduce. The score is immaculate. The score is phenomenal. And other than that, everything else is just as boring as it can be. Wow. No, you, you're wrong, Robbie. You haven't seen the fifth They movie. made Barbosa boring. They made Jack Sparrow boring. My well, God. Jack Sparrow, no offense to the guy, could never carry a movie. No, he couldn't. It, it, the moment that they got rid their... of uh, Will and uh, Elizabeth, the, yeah, that I was knew their it biggest, was going That was downhill. their biggest problem. I knew Jack it was Sparrow gone. can't carry a movie. He's marketable, but he can't carry a movie. Barbosa could carry a movie but he's like a weird side character in this and heck he should have carried the movies because he was the only one who cared about anything that was happening in this like um i forget the actor's name uh who is that guy's name anyway um joff jeffrey joffrey jeffrey 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 rush (laughs) uh but anyway he was the he like he he was in love with these movies he was the only reason this movie and the fifth one got made and his character just just kind of sucks in both of them. Yeah. Because he just wasn't, I mean, he should have just been like an off adventure with him. No Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow can be dead for all I can. Like a Star Wars story kind of thing. Yeah. Or at least have Will and Elizabeth there in some way. Yes. But uh, I I still really enjoy it. It's really goofy, really stupid. I hate with all of my heart, Blackbeard, but it's still fun. I I gave it three stars. I gave it a three out of (laughs) ten. I give it a three out of five. Wow. Uh, then we watched Moana. Then we watched... <laughs> Mike is becoming French on the podcast. <laughs> Moana. Yeah, we watched Moana. Make way, make way. Which also has good music. Yes. One might say. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not like in love with Moana as a movie. Nah. I like a lot of its like writing and music. But, like, in practice as a movie, I kind of get kind of just bored with the whole idea. Yeah, I don't think it has a, I don't think it has, like, a whole lot of narrative tension for me. I don't really care if everybody on the island dies. Dang. Um, and, like, the ocean kind of annoys me. But, like, I, I like the Moana-Dwayne Johnson dynamic. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, and the music's really good. But, yeah, that's, I think that's been my biggest problem with, um... 
like, modern Disney. Well, not, not, yeah, well, yeah, to a large extent, modern uh, Disney, but especially this movie, uh, that whole no villain thing that they don't <laughs> like that they like to do, um, which Shafirless Productions did a whole video on it, uh, and I and I fully agree with that. Uh, leads to a lot of it having to be carried by just kind of weird side stuff weird shenanigans <laughs> and i just don't think it really works that well in this movie like i really enjoy this movie but it, i get bored with most everything in it um mm, i guess that makes sense i gave it three and a half i gave it an eight out of ten i think it's really solid um i don't know i i, I just think everything it attempts works i think it could have been stronger if it had like an actual antagonistic force kind of thing. Like some sort of plot. Like it has a plot. Instead of Moana just being like, yeah, I'm going to hop in a boat and sail around and (laughs) see what happens. Wow. And that's the whole movie. She gets Maui and that's the whole, they're just like, yeah, sailing. Micah, what if this had been like a 70s animated movie? Then it probably would have had immaculate vibes. (laughs) Wow. And a beautiful imagery, like something akin to Porco Rosa. Exactly. You can't can't just use that as your complaint, Micah. You can't be like, oh, there's no plot. Oh, no, that wasn't my... I said it has no narrative tension. Wow. Which movies in the 70s, even when they had no plot, usually had some form of narrative tension. That is true. Um... But yeah, that's my biggest problem with it. But I still think it's pretty good. Uh, I gave it three and a half. Well, there you go. I gave it an eight out of ten. I thought it was good. (laughs) Uh, Zin. Zin Zin. we watched. uh, What did we watch? Oh, right. Uh, Then I caught the end of Porco Rosso when Robbie was watching it. Yeah, baby. Um, I was probably like the entire second half of the movie. It's not a very long movie. No, it's not a very long movie. But, uh... I mean, it's, uh, should I talk about it now, I guess? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to do. Um, I, Porco Rosso, it's my second time watching it. Uh, I liked it a lot more on a second go around. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's one of Ghibli's funniest movies. It's one of Miyazaki's funniest movies, <laughs> besides like Lupin, I guess. Yeah, um... Porco Rosso for me is one of my favorite Ghibli movies, and I really, yeah, I really just love the vibe the movie has going, and like the visuals, I think are some of, in my opinion, not not inherently Ghibli's best, but some yeah. of my favorites. Like I just think this movie is beautiful. Mikey, you can't look at Spirited Away and be like, "This <laughs> Porco Rosso is one of Ghibli's best looking movies." <laughs> um, I love, I love it. It's kind of like. I was trying to describe this to Haley because I just watched it with her yesterday. But it's kind of like Miyazaki's love letter, not just to, to Planes and Anti-War. That's every movie. <laughs> every single but movie like, he's ever made. <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> that kind of like old movie kind of feel of like that summer togetherness with all of like the antagonists and characters kind of not liking each other but having respect. Like that yeah. kind of vibe. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's that thing that this movie does so well, and I love when movies do that. No, the screenplay feels like it was written in, like, the 50s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just kind of like everybody's having such a good time, and, like, when they come back later and everybody's old at the end and everybody's <laughs> reminiscing on how good of a time that was when they were all trying. Like, I love that. Um, it's a great movie. And I think this is honestly one of the movies that, like, gives me chills the most times. Wow, really? Um like and one of my favorite scenes in all of Ghibli is the whole uh, Porco Rosso like telling his story of Oof. the plane stuff. That is a fantastic like, scene. Like uh, when I was watching it with you right then, uh, <laughs> like I got chills throughout the entire scene. Just like literally through the whole scene, I was like, cinema, <laughs> cinema. <my God. laughs> but yeah, I gave Porco Rosso four and a half. Yeah, I also gave it a four and a half or a nine out of ten, if if that's what you like to rate your movies at. Fio, Fio is an all timer for Ghibli. That's true. But yeah, um, after that, uh, we went on a little road trip. A little road trip. Little, little trip around little the road. Room, room. <laughs> little room. <laughs> and we watched uh, Paranoia Agent. Paranoia. Me for the first time. Satoshi Khan. Satoshi Khan. I was a big fan of Millennium Actress, and I wanted to check out more of his work. And we had six hours to kill. <laughs> so we <laughs> turned on Paranoia Agent. Which, again, I will say, for Robbie's sake, that that is probably one of the worst ways to it experience It really is. This. Now that I've seen it, um, I think that's the worst way to watch it. Because not only do you have all the car noise and stuff, and you're watching it on a smaller screen, uh, but this is a very good episodic use like 
the way it uses episode structure to keep you invested in each episode and the way it breaks it down, I really think you should be watching it like, here's an episode, take a break. <laughs> here's yeah. an episode, take a break. <laughs> take a break. <laughs> like, it's very, it, it's it's a weird show to watch back to back because it isn't fully, like, narrative in the same way a lot of mini series quote unquote are. yeah i was i was thinking it was going to be a lot more continuous than it was it's it's very episodic i think it really would have benefited like i have a feeling i missed a lot of stuff because i was like by the by the time my brain caught up to the episode like finished processing the episode i just watched it was like here we're already on the next one i'm like oh no but uh, but i will say i'm kind of in love with this show um, it's really and what great it, and what it accomplishes. It is fantastic. Satoshi Khan's always been like a master of getting into your head, and like whether that's a good or bad thing. Like a <laughs> Millennium actress, it, he does a great job of getting into your head and being like getting you super invested in this like multi year rom-com thing that's going on <laughs> it's great the plot of millennium actress is so funny <laughs> and this does such a great job of getting you into the like the mindset of essentially paranoia mm, yeah. uh, which is what it's all about whoa paranoia agent is about paranoia that's crazy um, <laughs> and it's so creepy but not and scary but like in an existential way yeah and i love i love just the question like like on a base level i love the message of the show oh no yeah it's, it's great to communicate and everything by all accounts micah this should be like one of my favorite shows of all time and it is one of my favorite shows of all time <laughs> and like little slugger is just such a fun like antagonist like and it's such a cool way that it weaves its plot around him i want i want a maromi plush now my i am i bought a maromi plush <laughs> oh yeah when the, is your maromi plush gonna mail get here? soon i bought a 20 it's the only I, okay so funimation <laughs> sells one of these and i'm really sad because maromi in the show is like a beanie baby kind of thing and it's got a massive yeah. little bean head that's true and like a tiny little body and it's adorable <laughs> Uh, but Funimation, the only person who's like the only company that sells a like official version. Yeah, she voices Pikachu and some stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh, the only version that they that is an official version that's sold. They sell like a pillow version, <laughs> and like it doesn't even have any arms detached. Like it's the Maromi image slapped on like this yeah. 20, 20 inch thing. It's kind of lame, <laughs> but it is. Still but cute. It, it's still Maromi, so it's cute. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I. One of my favorite pieces of media from 2004. Um, what to say about Paranoia Agent? Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it like Micah said, it has a really good message. Um, Too highbrow for Ruby. Some really like amazing <laughs> animation. Some oh yeah, the really animation. Amazing like visuals, atmosphere. Man. Some really amazing script ideas and execution. Um, it, it's just an amazing show. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Right, and this <laughs> was know? this was Satoshi Khan's like, um, if I'm not mistaken, one of his like earliest things that he did. Um, here, let me see. Can I sort it by? And you can kind of release date. Yeah, that's what I thought. He did Perfect Blue, and then he did Tokyo Godfather. I guess he did. This I guess is this like, was all before Paprika, but like, um, yeah. What I was trying to think of, um, what I was trying to say anyway. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mike? Is that it's kind of a lot of his work distilled into one thing, like a lot of aspects of his work. It makes sense that Perfect Blue and Millennium Actors came before this, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Um, do you have a favorite episode from Paranoia Agent, Micah? That's really rough, because there's so many good episodes. I'd have to say, like, episode three is an all-time for this show. It's yeah. probably it going its hardest in filmmaking, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I also really love, I don't remember, it's like episode, like, ten or something like that. Uh, and it's the episode with the animation studio where they're making the Maromi anime. Yeah, I don't know if that's ten. I thought that was nine. But, yeah, either way, the animation one. Very, yeah. very good. Uh, but, I mean, I, I love almost every episode of this show. Um, I think I think one, almost, almost, like, honestly, is one of the most boring, but it's still really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed episode three. Oh, wait, that's, that's what it was. Um, seven is kind of, th like, filler feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think three might be my favorite, and 
Ah, oh, it'd be so and, yeah. Ten is yeah. 10 I is think I, I think maybe of. ten might be my second choice. There's a lot of really good ones. Though. Yeah, eight is so whack. Eight is whacked out, bro. I honestly skip seven and eight. You'll be fine. No, don't That's, don't listen <laughs> no, to no, him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think five and seven were the weirdest episodes. That's fair. But yeah, no paranoia agent. I think it's fantastic. Um. Again, this is a like TV m- mature show. Um, please, I, I uh, watched the TV fourteen cut. Please make sure you are old enough to watch Paranoia Agent before you just flip it on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very. Even, Not to mention, it could be very triggering. Uh, yeah, there's it's, to it, anyone it, it, with paranoia or anything like it that. It goes over a lot of really dark topics, and yes. even if you're watching the TV fourteen cut, which cuts out anything quote unquote explicit. Um, it is still very dark yes. and disturbing. Yes. Viewer discretion advised, <laughs> but Paranoia Agent is very good. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we were still on vacation. We watched... Um, Lupin the Third. Yeah, Lupin the Third. Um, on the Airbnb, on the iPad, baby. Uh, the Castle of Cagliostro, I think. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Cagliro- Cagliostro. Yeah, I think yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Stromboli. Str- struggle pronouncing this, man. <laughs> wow. Lupin the Third, yes. The one Hayao Miyazaki directed. Yeah. Good stuff. I've been meaning to watch it or rewatch it for a while. I still, I still, it makes me really want to see other Lupin things yeah. to see if they're any good. Because this is like for, for the American audiences <laughs> who don't know. I feel like most people. I feel like a lot of people in, would. into anime would know about I was this. about to say, anyone familiar um, with Japanese like but this culture is, probably knows about Lupin. Yeah, this is like. A Scooby-Doo, Tintin kind of <laughs> exactly. level thing, like a very spanning, cultural, influential series with an ensemble cast that is done by different people over and over again. Yeah, no, it's it's really, this it's so good, and it's so funny, and so much fun, and so pulpy. I think, yeah, I think this is definitely <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki's most pulpy work yeah. ever, which makes sense because, like, it, it wasn't an original story from him. Yeah. I mean, it was, but not, like, an original base concept yeah yeah but uh man this movie is just fun (laughs) the female characters in this movie are so funny why like (laughs) why did they write them like that (laughs) uh i actually saw a thing like criticizing this movie saying like it was really weird coming from miyazaki to have like a female character like female characters who feel so weird exactly they feel paper thin bro (laughs) i mean almost all the characters but lupin feel paper thin that's true so but no i mean (laughs) it's so funny the one girl oh the military spy girl is amazing <laughs> she's perfect she's just like they they'll never suspect i'm wearing a camo jumpsuit and like 30 grenades under this dress i love yeah she's like always wearing a dress and then she like rips it off and there's like she has like two guns and like 50 grenades strapped to her with the camo jumpsuit just all camo it's beautiful i'm like what is happening it's right cinema now? yeah um, i love it it's good there's a lot of there's a lot of really good gags in this too like all the castle shenanigans yeah i I think somebody in the in letterboxd reviews described it as like japanese james bond (laughs) scooby-doo essentially yes and that's kind of how it is and it's a lot of fun i give it four and a half stars i give it a nine out of ten very good it's the same thing (laughs) yeah no it's the same rating i'm agreeing with Uh, you it's in over a couple days because i forgot how long this was like four you was like you watched this over the course of four days (laughs) because it because we were on vacation and my time to watch it was limited i wouldn't call it a vacation well yeah not a vacation i didn't we were out of town though because you said trip. Uh, yeah, 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 we were on a trip. It was definitely not a vacation. <laughs> we did a lot of, like, cleaning houses and stuff. Manual yeah. labor, Mike. <laughs> I watched Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, I baby. started this on our trip, but then Rebbe was like, I'm going to watch Paranoia Agent. The uh, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So I stopped it. Uh, yes. Like, 20 minutes in. But, man, I really like this movie. It's weird. It's got some problems. <laughs> some problems. But I love the music in it. And I love, like, just, I love it as an adaptation of the original stage musical, too. And I think it's just really fun. No, it's a fun movie. Gross in a good way. And, like, as much as none of the cast can sing, I kind of <laughs> like that about it. Like, I like hearing them, like, poorly sing all of these songs. And, like, Johnny Depp being like, Benjamin. Walker. and then stabbing somebody <laughs> is really fun it is <laughs> like and, and alan rickman's in this 
Oh yeah, yeah. Alan He's quite good. Rickman is amazing, and during one of the Everyone songs, Alan he goes, bum, 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 <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's cinema. Uh, Sweeney Todd is it's fine. It's a fun movie. It's fun. Like that's it's way too long. It's way it's way too way long. Too it should long. not be that long. And it's goofy as heck, especially being that it's Tim Burton and he's trying to be all dark with it. Um, <laughs> but four stars. Wow, there you go. Um, and then after that, we sat down and rewatched E.T., the for extraterrestrial. The for the first time since I watched it, who knows how many years ago. I was about to say the ago. first time. <laughs> this was my second time watching it. Um, but, yes. <laughs> what wanted, to say about E.T.? I wanted e. to give it another watch, because I remembered really not liking it when I first watched it growing <laughs> up. And I still didn't really like it. Aw, oh, Micah. Spielberg, he's a good, he's a good director. He's a, he's a good director. But this movie just is boring to me and annoys me, and I don't like E.T. Like, I just don't like him. I don't like the plot of this either. <laughs> like, I just couldn't care. I don't I don't care. And every, all the kids are annoying. And, like, <laughs> like, it, 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 like it connects to me 0%. The E.T. The e. fans are screaming at their at their phones right now. Yossi is threatening my Yossi, life. Yossi is holding a gun to my head. <laughs> And he is now going to change his rating to five out of five. <laughs> but um, no, like this movie doesn't connect with me at all. It's got some good visuals, but like it has some fantastic visuals. But even then, I feel like its visuals are like weirdly bad. Like they do like these weird like sunset shots, like occasionally mixed in with shots that aren't during sunset. And I think it's a really weird, like a weird choice. And like I just don't like it. Like I gave it three stars because it's it's okay, but I just don't like it. Wow. I'm with I'm with Karsten on this one. I mean, I don't think it's anywhere near Spielberg's best movie, nowhere near like anywhere close, but the I love the animatronic work in this. I love the production design. I really like the cast. So um, so yeah, I, I I'll say this. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I'll say this. <laughs> it, everything about it that I like can be distilled down into the ride at Universal, which is much better than this movie. <laughs> I was going to bring that up actually afterwards. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of stuff I do like about it. It's really well directed. Um, the child actors are surprisingly good. Uh, not good great. Good at whining. Not great. Wow. <laughs> good at whining. Mm. But yeah, I think the main reason I like E.T. is just because... Spielberg is directing it. It's wow. so it's so well directed, and the production design is immaculate. I love it. But yeah, uh, the like ride. I said everything that the I ride like at Universal can be broken down into the ride. The ride at Universal, I enjoy more than this movie. So, Same. <laughs> so I I think that that speaks a little to how I feel about it. Would you rate it? I give it a seven out of ten. Good film, solid film. What is, what is that? What is seven out of ten. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. <laughs> Then we watched Midnight in Paris. Uh, actually, it's Midnight in Paris, Micah. Because uh, it's Owen Wilson and he's American. He's American. He's an American. Woody Allen. Woody, <laughs> Woody Allen. Weird guy. Don't really like the guy. Stop projecting yourself onto your characters, Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell that to Spielberg, Grubby. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, you should. You should make personal art, but this is a little. This is a little. No, weird. Ruby, tell that to Spielberg. Go watch Hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really Whack. like Midnight in Paris. It's goofy. It's stupid. But I love, like, I love its vibe that it has going, and I love Owen Wilson in it, and I like its message at the end of the day. Wow. I, I think it's honestly just a weird, like, I just, the the first word that comes to mind when I think Midnight in Paris is whack. <laughs> because it's like some weird historical fan fiction that it Woody is. Allen wrote. <laughs> it's hilarious. And he just won't stop gushing about Paris for like three seconds. No, that's what it is. Like, it's literally just Woody <laughs> Allen gushing about Paris for two hours. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh, wait, gosh. this is only an hour and a half. It's only an back. hour and a half. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not crazy about this one. It's it's fun enough. It's good. But it's got good music and good visuals and I like I like historical fan fiction. <laughs> I said I'll go I'll go to Miami with you, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> That's all she wants through this entire she movie. She cheated on him rubber. Or Malibu, not Miami. Yeah, Malibu. Whoa. But um Hey Malibu's pretty good. <laughs> but no, I just really like this movie and I'm kinda of, I kind of 
I kind of am obsessed with like nostalgia based media because wow. I really like it as an interesting it works topic. Works in a nostalgia shop, Mike. And um, <laughs> like, no, I think it's a genuinely really ex- interesting topic to it explore, no, especially is. in movies. Uh, and I really like the whole going back in time with all of the <laughs> like and, and the cast of the people who are playing all of the like the famous people in Paris is immaculate. I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie again, Mike. That's a shame. I wanted to give it a second try. I tried it again. I didn't like it. I gave it four and a half. I mean, like I liked it, but I didn't love it. I'm not going to revisit it at any point. There was nothing to bring me back to it. Uh, I gave it a three and a half, also, or a seven out of ten. I said I gave it a four and a half. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is this? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> what the heck is this? Yesterday I watched a 2021 film, Let 2021. Us In. 2021? It's a horror movie, I guess. What the heck is this poster, Ruby? Um, it's really bad, and uh, I, I don't really feel as though I have to elaborate too much on it, Micah. So it opens up with this like title card of like, they're legends of uh, pale, uh, black-eyed creatures that lure people to places or whatever. What? <laughs> and it's like there's there's been no real evidence, but all the people who have say, or said that they came into contact with one of these creatures was never seen again. Wait, then how did they say they came in contact with I, one of that's them? That's what I was wondering. Like five <laughs> seconds into the movie, I'm like, what the what? Um, and then. The movie starts, and the the villains of the movie are aliens that aliens. have black eyes. Audiences. And they all wear black hoodies. Aliens. And they're super duper pale. And they're just like, will you let us in? And if you say that you'll let them in, they abduct you and take you to their planet to work as slaves. What? <laughs> so, they have to ask permission to take you yes, and work you they as have a slave. To ask but like before they like before you say yes, they can like assault you and like almost kill you. <laughs> and then they're like let us in. Exactly. They Micah, the most said line in this movie is will you let us in? And it's like all all like five of these pale people like saying will you let us in like over and over again. That's awful. And it's really bad it tries to say something about trauma and it fails so royally <laughs> and it for some reason it's an alien movie it should have just been a horror movie That's I, so I don't funny. get it it's bad it's a bad movie guys don't watch it <laughs> it's then yesterday i gave it a three out of ten <laughs> oh, no. then yesterday though i watched porco rosso again with Haley. she had never seen it before um, and she didn't like it as much as I wanted. Uh, she still liked it, but like it just wasn't one of her favorites because I guess it's more mature feeling, mature than uh, <laughs> than a lot of her favorite. Because she really likes like the like the Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service. She likes and, like, the Totoro <laughs> and like the the very childlike feeling movies of Ghibli, which wow. I can understand. Well, there you go. Uh, but I will say, since we've already talked about it, the one thing. We're watching the movie, and you know the big final fight with Curtis and Porco? Mm-hmm. Uh, when when <laughs> Porco throws the switch thing at her, like uh-huh. at the lever at him, and it hits him right in the face, <laughs> she went like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> that moment is so perfect. I love it. Like, it was so funny, because I don't think she was very invested in the final fight, but, like, then she was like, oh, look, they're shooting at each other, and then, like, just bam, and she it caught her by surprise, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, then last night, that, mere hours night, ago. Mere hours ago. Uh, we watched Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, <laughs> dun, dun, baby. This was my eighth viewing, I this believe. This was my tenth logged viewing. Oh, well, this was my... Sixth or seventh logged viewing, I don't remember. Um, but yeah. But I've seen it more times than that. Oh, yes. <laughs> A have. lot more times than that. Um, it's probably one of my most watched movies ever. Uh, I kind of love Jurassic Park. The reason we turned this I on so. is because uh, <laughs> I started it um, when we were driving somewhere real quick, super late at night, and I like watching this movie late at night. I got like halfway through, and then we had to stop. And then I was like, oh, I want to finish it. And then Ravi was like, oh, I want to watch it. And Dad was like, oh, I want to watch it. <laughs> so we started the whole thing over. Wow. Um, How generous of you, Mike. <laughs> and it's perfect. Uh, um, is it The that? screenplay is perfect. The cast is perfect. Uh, <laughs> the visuals somehow still look, for the most part, very good. Yeah. Um, 
one of the most brilliant uses of uh, CG technology at for its time. Um, yeah. No, it's a good movie. <laughs> nothing but love for Jurassic Hot Park. Hot take Jurassic Park is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's. It, I think I have some problems with Jurassic Park. I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just doesn't fully come together like I think it should. Like every time I, every time I think through the screenplay, it's like, yeah, this is like a perfectly structured screenplay and all the character work is great. Um, the direction's great. The score is phenomenal. Um, the way it uses horror influence is amazing. It's some of it's some of. Uh, I think it's the only it's Spielberg movie I can think that uses camera shots that like like what Jurassic Park uses sometimes. Um, and, War of the Worlds does something kind of similar to this in uh, a lot of ways. Remember. Like they do, they do a very like harsh camera movements in War of the Worlds, but like there's something very like. Um, shaky and personal about some of the horror shot uses in mm-hmm. this movie that I really like. I, I don't really, th- I can't really think of another use of them in a Spielberg project. I'm a sucker for how many push-in shots they have. Like literally every time they can do a push-in shot, they're like, "We're gonna push closer to the face, baby." <laughs> but yeah, like I was talking about earlier on Twitter, I think uh, it made me think though how much Hammond is so important to making this movie work. Mm-hmm. And how the Jurassic World movies don't work really oh because they don't have Hammond, essentially. Not like just, oh, they don't have Hammond, but like a character like him. I was about to say, the is... Jurassic World movies have no good like foil for their themes. Exactly. They just kind of like say it really sloppily and they're like, yeah, that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Deal with it, suckers. But this movie <laughs> does such a brilliant job of crafting its characters and its message mm-hmm. and like weaving it all. I, 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 I it's it's problems with it's this good. Movie, like, it's good. It's no, so good. It's a lot of my favorite filmmakers at like the height of their power. And for that reason, I will always love Jurassic And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Micah, that shot with the raptor and it has all the code projected on it one of the best shots in any movie just i'm telling ever. you this movie is one of the best <laughs> movies ever and you don't believe me i need more i need more horror in my action blockbusters please it's true thank you <laughs> and yeah that's that's what we watched over over time over the years the decades the wow. millennia there you go the main biggest highlight for me was a uh, paranoia agent but i think that was just because it was so dang long yeah and I, I would probably tend to agree just because like i watched it almost twice over yeah the over that time period like in november watership down might be my second one though paranoia agent I love fantastic watership down. watership down fantastic gotta go by the criteria now <laughs> yeah the muppets movie or the muppet Mupp- movie oh, the muppets movie. so freaking good great stuff um yeah those were probably yeah. my top for like quote newish watches yeah um, i like it i like it a lot very very good go watch watership down if you're old enough have a good thanksgiving too. have a good thanksgiving go listen to the princess bride episode if you haven't caught it yet that's our quote thanksgiving special but we put it out <laughs> go watch the muppet movie <laughs> pretty early in the month yeah go watch the Muppet movie go watch loop in the third yeah if if, if you if you uh, have your parents permission or are an adult go watch paranoia agent <laughs> yeah uh you might want to you might want to look up the content on that one first yeah um but yes uh go do all that um and we'll we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.